What is up, y'all? Thanks for listening to the Tall Guys podcast. Uh, We've been gone for a while, haven't we, Ross? We've been busy. We've been very busy, but we're back and better than ever. Better than ever. I thought about maybe doing one. Ross and I were both busy, but I had time. I I have all the equipment at where I live, and I was like, maybe I'll do an episode. But that would compromise the integrity of the show. Then it would be Tall Guy podcast. It wouldn't be Tall Guys podcast. We're not into lying to you guys. We, We will never do that. Um, and with taking the week off, we have a lot, a lot, a lot to go over. Um, I've been anxious waiting for this day, uh, to share this. So I'll kick it right off the bat because I used this streaming service this morning to, uh, start my day off right. And, uh, in that streaming service I'm talking about is Disney plus. Now we didn't capture our thoughts on the initial launch, but we're coming to you a week off of getting to watch our shows um, and getting to delve into kind of what Disney Plus really is all about. And um, I think this is my favorite streaming service right now, currently. I would also agree. I would agree. Yeah. 100%. Just the, the, the sheer variety of what I can watch is unmatched. It is unmatched. They truly unlocked the vault. They brought it out. They, they brought, brought the bag out. It out. What I think is cool. I've watched three different things. I've watched The Mandalorian, which is my current favorite show right now. If you're a Star Wars guy or girl and you have not watched this show, you need to watch it immediately. It is worth the subscription. Just watching this show. Oh yeah. Um, and Ross has watched The Mandalorian also. I've watched. I don't know if you've seen this. It's called The Imagineering Story. I've heard. I've. Twitter's been blowing up about it. Today. It's so good. So I, I feel like I need to check it out. You do. You do. It's it's about Walt Disney and building Disneyland, Disney World. Um, and it's just really, really interesting. Um, and then, you know, you got to throw it back. I, my childhood, I watched a lot of Sweet Life of Zack and Cody on Sweet Life on Deck. And uh, I had to delve into that a little bit. It might be time for me to uh, check out Sweet Life for the first time. For ever. the first time ever? In You've never life. seen it? I've never seen it. Oh, man. Not once. Not one episode. It's what made me who I am today. It's Actually, what shaped <laughs> Zach's humor. humor. <laughs> yeah. It explains why sometimes I'm funny. Sometimes kind of misses the ball. <laughs> you can't have the Disney uh, audience sound effects in your everyday life. <laughs> as you would maybe hope that the you would. The laughing. The laughing and then, then the... Oh, <laughs> classic! Have you seen that on TikTok? No. People doing that. Oh, They've been man. using those Disney audience effects, and it it just reminds me how God. It's just it's just classic Disney. It's classic, classic television. Yeah, and I can watch a good old. We watched my wife and I watched Up the other day. Mm. We watched Up, and what was weird was she said this before we watched this scene. But she was like, this is going to hit harder than it has ever hit before. And it's that scene where, um, oh my gosh, what is his name? What is the old guy's name? Fredrickson. Mr. Fredrickson. Fredrickson. Yep. And his wife. Good Lord. I had to like listen to Russell's voice in my own mind. <laughs> it's like, Mr. Fredrickson. But it was when they like meet and when they uh, get married and they go through life together. Mm-hmm. And I'm not kidding. It was the hardest it has ever hit me. Cause like you go from this, all these happiness and then they have the miscarriage and then 
like again like they they grow old they grow happy and then it's just like it's life but you're mm. just like oh my gosh disney no matter what stage of my out. life yeah no matter what stage of my life i'm in they'll find a way to rip my heart out that is the f- uh f- no just kidding i lied what were you, were you going to say, say that was that, your favorite, your favorite no, Disney No, no, no. I was going to oh, say okay. that was the first Pixar movie that made me cry, but it was not. What was the first one? Uh, well, I guess that came before Toy Story 3, didn't it? So, yes. It, it might have be. been. Yeah. Those two. Up. Wally. Wally hit me oh, hard. That one was, yeah, that was a good one. And then Toy Story 3. That Toy Story 3 is a good, that was when we all were like about to go to college. Oh, like rough. That was right in our age group. It was like, Ruskies. It was <laughs> Man, they just, I, that's why I love Disney. But I didn't handle it as good as my wife did. She was trying to talk to me after, and she's like, wow, that was really emotional. And I was like nodding my head and like, bawling not, my eyes. I didn't want to open my mouth because I knew I was going to start crying. <laughs> <laughs> On a lighter note, have you seen The World According to Jeff Goldblum? Have you No, dived? but I've seen like, it's everywhere. Oh, man. If you is like, it good? If you like weird Jeff Goldblum, it is so funny. See, he's I just, just don't know. I don't know that I've like really ever watched just anything of such him. an interesting character. <laughs> I'll watch it though. That's interesting. I'm looking for stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. it was good. The first the first episode is about sneakers. I haven't seen the second one. Okay. Apparently, he eats ice cream with Ben and Jerry. Dude. Okay. So, I mean, I'm about that. That'd be awesome. You can't go wrong with that. Check out Imagineering Story and check out uh, Jeff. What is it? The, the world, world according, according to, to Jeff. Yeah. Okay. World according to. Um, you know, another show that shaped my childhood, both of us, actually, this is where, this is why we're friends probably is because we watched Drake and Josh. Ooh, classic. Religiously. Religiously. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I remember having to, whenever I was younger, cause it came out whenever I was probably like seven, six or seven. Mm-hmm. And I remember I had to sneak watch it cause my parents didn't want me to watch it for whatever reason. I don't really know why. <laughs> yeah. But. That and then finally being able to watch it and just seeing all the episodes. I feel like I can quote it. Oh, yeah. Pretty easily. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember I didn't catch it as early as you did. I um, I had a friend that I went to Incredible Pizza with um, for one of our birthdays. I can't remember whose it was. But he was give, like doing these references and I, I just didn't understand it. He, he would go like headaches. You're you give me headaches. headaches. I was like, I'm sorry that <laughs> I'm like giving you headaches. He's like, no, I'm talking about Drake and Josh. And I don't, I don't know why I hadn't heard of this show. My parents, it wasn't that my parents didn't let me watch it. I just, I hadn't heard of it. Mm. But ever since I, I went back home and turned the TV on and watched that, and watched one episode, I was hooked. Absolutely hooked. So good. Um, the reason I bring that up, though, is because Netflix and Nickelodeon, in the wake of this, I mean, pretty phenomenal Disney Plus launch, have decided to team up, and I can only assume that Drake and Josh will make its appearance on Netflix now, and um, it'll be a battle of, uh, well, you know, not only Drake and Josh, but other Nickelodeon favorites yeah so i was kind of surprised by this because hulu actually has a ton of nickelodeon they do as i was saying drake and josh i was thinking it is out right now yeah it's on hulu like hulu has like that it has invader zim Uh i don't know if you ever remember that like danny phantoms on hulu i I was never big on danny phantom man 
the one show that I really hope that gets put on to this Netflix Nickelodeon merger is The Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah, okay, that one is good. Uh, that I need one is that. Good. I need that. Inject it. Yeah. Yeah, which is weird. It's already on Hulu, so I guess they're just going to buy it off of Probably. off of them. I don't know. Um, with Hulu teaming up with Disney and and all of that, so it'll be a battle of childhoods. Um, you know, childhood warfare, as I would like to call it. Um, but that's been exciting. Um, on top of, I didn't even have this to talk about, but did you see the Tesla truck last night? <laughs> what in the world unveiled? is that? <laughs> what kind of a design it, is it? It looks like, <clears throat> like a rolling fortress. Yeah. It's like you were going to take it out into Afghanistan or something. It, literally. That's what it looks like. Like <laughs> military grade equipment. Like I'd be intimidated if that was just going down Boulevard and. Uh, <laughs> also, somebody pointed out it doesn't have any mirrors. I don't know. If Side mirrors? I, I I did see that. That's weird. Are they like? Well, is it going to be cameras? I'm sure there's some way that they can see. There's got to be cameras. Well, what was horrible was the the windows breaking. Like, what did they throw at the window? Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. They were testing the windows. <laughs> Apparently, I don't know if this was true or not, but Elon Musk may or may not have said that the bullet, that the, the windows were bulletproof, and then he had someone come up on stage and throw something at the windows, and it shattered. It shattered on impact. It wasn't even a, anything near a bullet. Oh, it was like joking. someone egging the car, and it, it, it freaking shattered. So I was he so broke confused. it twice. He broke it twice. <laughs> like he didn't just stop the first time. He's like, maybe this window will be okay too. I don't know if they turned the car the wrong way. They only installed those bulletproof glass windows on the other side. It looks like he just threw like. I couldn't tell what it was. Maybe like a baseball. Yeah, maybe. But still. Yeah, I mean, I have no doubt they're gonna fix it. But it was just kind of like, wow, in front of thousands of people. Yeah, it just we didn't go. We didn't do a run through on this one. Seriously, Tesla <laughs> Cybertruck looks like a low poly model from a PS One game. Said <laughs> IGN on Twitter. That's funny. That's spot on. It's just, it's ugly. Yeah. Like whenever I heard, I I heard a while back that Tesla was coming out with a truck, and like I don't know why I had in my mind like a Toyota Tundra, but a little more streamlined and a little more futuristic. That's kind of the, like the model I had in my head. Not this weird, like, looks like the Batmobile a little bit. A little bit, yeah. It reminds me of those like abandoned cars in future movies. Like, yes, you just see them on the side of the road. Yeah. Also, is there a bed here? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Why are they calling it a truck? Because I don't see, I don't see a whole lot of like what a truck is supposed to to bring you like in in the tesla it's just i'm usually on the like i elon musk and tesla what they do is really like futuristic and forward thinking and i respect that but this truck feels like a step in the wrong direction i will agree with you design wise it's not great it's not a great look it's not it's not even sleek it doesn't it's not it doesn't have a shine it's kind of like this just like ugly matte weird like dystopian future yeah is what we're about to step into that's uh, what it looks like i mean i'm sure the inside is luxurious 
and it's got really nice stuff, but the the outside is is horrible. It's ugly. It's really ugly. Apparently, wh- oh, you're that showing a video of it. Pretty sweet. That's not bad at all. It's still kind of scary though. I'm not gonna lie. It looks like I don't know. I no I don't part know. of this is very inviting. Okay, that's what it looks like from the back. So it doesn't have a bed. It's just kind of like a weird. Can you put stuff? I'm sure you can put stuff in there. There's got to be a, a, a tailgate like an somewhere. On there. It looks trunk? like it's like storage space. Starting price though at thirty nine ninety five, thirty nine nine ninety. That's what I like about Tesla is they're not out of um, not they're not egregious prices. Pricey. Like even for the regular car, like the cars themselves are not super, um, not super outrageous yeah. in their prices. I don't know. I I think we'll see a um, a Tesla truck 2.0 or a revised version. I would imagine so. I imagine they're probably going to go back to the drawing board, right? Especially after cracking two of the windows. I appreciate the 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 balls to go out there and do something like this, but uh, it's okay to admit failure. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Go back to the drawing board. Go back to the drawing board. Come up with something a little bit more sleek. Something some more shine. Um, if my uncle pulled up to Thanksgiving in that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think, dang, he's doing really well. I would think there, there's a midlife crisis on the horizon like, approaching him. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Either that or we're doing like a back to the future Thanksgiving edition. Right. Right. Like one of those two things. Right. Well, and then speaking of Thanksgiving, that is next week. I personally, next to Christmas, Thanksgiving is probably my one of my one of my other favorite holidays, just for the sheer like the food aspect. I love Thanksgiving, and I hate the fact that every single year we do the song and dance, and we forget about Thanksgiving because it, it is overlooked. I it is say overlooked, that. and can we just appreciate Thanksgiving for what it is? Granted, family drama is always crazy on Thanksgiving. That's that's the bad part. But we got the food. The food's so good. We got football all day. You get to nap all day. Like, what more do you want? What more do you want out of a holiday? Do you think that we will ever live in a world where Christmas decorations and the celebration of Thanksgiving can ever coexist I would like without so. controversy? I would like to think so. I think what we need is we need to write a Thanksgiving song. I think we should do that. A song to the to the day of Thanksgiving. Just dedicating the really good things. Yep. Is there a song out there right now? I yeah. don't think there is. There's not. Or at least if there is, it's not good enough. Nope. It needs to be revised. I agree. There needs to be a segue into like Christmas music. And that can be the Thanksgiving song. It could be the... You don't have to listen to it a whole lot. Just one time. One time. <laughs> one time and remember the goodness of Thanksgiving and all of the joy it brings. Which... Never mind the fact that its origin came from Western... Uh, not Western. Eastern civilization coming to massacre the existing inhabitants of what we now call America. But <laughs> it has evolved into something magical. It has evolved into something magical. And because of that, 
we are now going to go into our top five Thanksgiving foods. Oh, yes. Because, let's be honest, that's the best part of Thanksgiving. It is the best part. I will say that. It's just being able to gorge yourself all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you want me to get this bad boy started? Yeah, you go, num- you go first. At yeah. number five? Uh-huh. Number five is a vegetable dish. Okay. Um, okay. Which... Don't kill me yet, because <laughs> I like starchy foods as much as the next person. Watch out, we got some controversy. Here. But there is this green vegetable that gets put into a cream of mushroom soup with fried onions on top, known as a green bean casserole. That is my number five food. I love me a good green bean casserole. That is an underrated food. It is. And it's one that only shows up during Thanksgiving for whatever reason. Yep. Yep. I agree. I agree. You know, I was introduced to green bean casserole late. My family doesn't necessarily make that. And it wasn't until I met Kinsey that I was ex- that I was experienced and exposed to green bean casserole. Um, but no, that's a good that's a good pick. That's a good pick Do for a number five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you going five and then am I going five or are you doing your list? And no, we'll, we'll go five, five. Five and five? Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I'll go with, um, let me see. I got to make sure I, I establish my top three and I, I can't move those. I'm not going to go green bean casserole, though I do like that food. Um, I'm going to go with, um, you know, I love rolls. I mm. love dinner rolls, yeast rolls. And while they're not my favorite part of Thanksgiving food, they are, if I see a good roll and I, t- if I grasp it and I feel, I feel that it's like not stale and that it's, it's a quality roll mm-hmm. that brings a, a level of excitement that few things other than that roll will bring to me. So I'm going Number five, well, just roll, or it's not a dinner roll or a yeast, it's just like a roll. Just a roll. Just a a roll. roll. Just a good roll. A good roll. That's my number five. You need that roll to sop up that gravy that gets left on the plate. Exactly. It complements other foods. That's why it's so great. And then by itself, it's okay, too. My number four is going to cause some controversy. Oh, boy. Um, Because this is something that is very easy to mess up. If you don't make it homemade. And it is something that a lot of people don't like for whatever reason. And I'm really not sure how it got put onto a Thanksgiving plate. I don't know who the first person to do this was. My number four is cranberry sauce. Okay. Okay. I you love, love cranberry sauce, cranberry sauce okay. but not the crap that's in a can. If you try to give me that crap that's in a can, I'm going <laughs> to slap it out of your face. Slap it out of your hand because the canned stuff is not good. It has to be homemade. Homemade cranberry sauce just is better. Mm-hmm. And I, it's it's a very – I don't like a lot of it. It just takes a little, a little spoonful. It's something to give that little sweet taste to that savory food. It's a good compliment. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> No, that's good. Um, I I'll be honest. Like, I 
I was a really picky eater growing up and having these Thanksgivings. So if I saw something unfamiliar, like cranberry sauce, mm-hmm. I did not delve into it. And as I am growing up, I'm 22 now, I'm starting to venture into other foods uh, that I might like. I don't know if I will, but I, I think I might like cranberry sauce. I might try that this year. Okay, so my excuse me, number my number four is um I don't know if mine are gonna cause controversy, maybe the order will cause controversy. Um, but my number four is stuffing. Stuffing Ooh. is my number four. Some of you are like throwing your hands up. You might have swerved <laughs> in the oncoming stuffing. traffic, but stuffing mm. is good. Listen, I'm not saying it's bad. It's in my top five. But Compared to the other things that I'm going to say, it's just not as good. It's not as good. It's better than the rolls. Mm-hmm. And it's good with gravy on it. But that's my number four. I can't I can't put stuffing any, any higher than four. That's fair. I can't do it. That's fair. I'm also picky on my stuffing. Yeah. It has to be I – don't, I don't know what it is. I've had bad stuffing and I've had really good stuffing. I think that is why I have it so low is because – it's something that differs depending on who's making it. Yeah. Unless you get the stovetop out of the box kind, and that stuff hits. It's good. Yes. I have had bad stuffing before, and it's hard to come back from that. And it's hard to trust it's, other stuffing that you are unfamiliar with. It's hard to reach out and go into those territories. Okay, so number three for me, um, mashed potatoes. Oh, the classic mashed potatoes. Classic mashed potatoes. Yeah. Um, There's just, what more do you need me to say about mashed potatoes? You load those things up with gravy. If they're made right, sometimes you don't even need gravy. Right. No, you don't. You you really don't. Buttery potato. Oh, man. Yeah. Mashed potatoes, number three. Oh, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. Um, I'll say this. Mashed potatoes aren't in my top five. And they're probably at number six or seven. But I think these foods are better. Um, My number three is just turkey. Turkey. Is is turkey. I love... Some people like ham. My wife is one of those that likes ham, hates turkey. I like turkey. Can do ham. I can do ham. But it's like... eh, Not as good as turkey to me. And uh, a, a well-cooked turkey, both light and dark meat, is uh, one of the highlights of of my dinner plate or my lunch my lunch plate. Why are you looking at me like that? You're gonna hate my number two. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I if if the turkey. It's my only problem. Sometimes the turkey gets a little dry. It can't. Listen, I'm not excusing some cook's ability to cook turkey, but those who can cook it well. That dark turkey meat. Ooh. It's good. It's good. It's good. My number two is not turkey, but the other meat that gets served on Thanksgiving ham. Oh, boy. I love me a good <laughs> Thanksgiving ham. If I could have ham for Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's a good year. See, you're like my wife. She she would she would have ham every single meal of the day if she could. I it, oh yeah. Sometimes it gets a little fatty. Those fatty pieces need to go, but mm. 
I don't know what it is for me that I just don't love it. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, but that's new. That's your number two. That's my number two. One away from the most favorite part of Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. I am gonna say for my number two that my favorite part of Thanksgiving is maybe this is my family that we do this. Um, but we do apple pie, apple pie at Thanksgiving and it's just biased to my apple pie is in the Thanksgiving food tree, food pyramid for us. That's my second, my second favorite part of, of that. I could down some apple pie. Apple pie is good. I mean, that's. I'm here for that being a Thanksgiving food. Yeah. I don't I might, know why I more, might be the family that does that. I don't, I don't know, know why more families don't do that. That's a know. genius idea. I but, love apple pie. Yeah, man. Yeah. Number one. Number Numero uno. My number one is a pie. It's not pumpkin pie, though. It's pecan pie. Ooh, okay. Yeah. You get a nice warm slice of pecan pie right out of the oven you throw a dollop of whipped cream on top of that bad boy mm-hmm. and that will treat you right after stuffing my face with other food <laughs> as my grandfather loves to say you have dessert now and later now and later <laughs> and the dessert is something that is not lacking in my family's thanksgiving <laughs> Hey, mine either. We we all bring our like own Thanksgiving. We have like uh, coconut cream, pecan, Ooh. apple pie, it's pumpkin my, pie. My kind of Thanksgiving right there. It's good. I almost said pecan pie, but I my first love was apple pie, so it has to make my list. Mm-hmm. My number one favorite food, and you can if you need to fact check this, you can ask anyone in my family. My favorite food is. Sweet potatoes with marshmallows and brown sugar. Ooh. Oh my goodness. I could have an entire plate full of sweet potatoes with marshmallow. Have you ever had that before? Yeah. Holy crap. That is hands down. If that's made well, that is my absolute favorite food uh, at Thanksgiving. It's just so, ooh, yeah. That's good. It's good. It 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 brings me joy. I, I actually I'm thinking about it a lot right now. Just anticipation for next week. Mm-hmm. Getting ready. Getting ready. Um. So with Thanksgiving, you touched on this earlier um, about the really good parts of Thanksgiving, and one of those is when you get done eating, you're sitting on the couch and you're literally like. Your stomach is so full, it's making you warm and like you mm-hmm. want to nap. Mm-hmm. And then on the TV is football, NFL football. And there are a few things better than football Thanksgiving. Yes. Football and Thanksgiving. You know the Dallas Cowboys are going to be playing. Yep. It's always good for me and my family, except when they lose. And, you know, it's a. Uh, Right now, the NFL has got a lot going on for it. We've got two things that came up just within the weeks we've been off that we haven't had a chance to touch on, but seems like, I know for ESPN, they spend eight hours a day talking about it. Mm-hmm. They, haven't, they haven't stopped having conversations about it. And those things are the Miles Garrett 
incident and then Colin Kaepernick's workout for the NFL. Those two things have just been what sports networks are just talking about for this entire week. Yep. All this entire that's, week yeah. is what people are talking about. Which I get. I just don't know how they do it. I don't know how they repetitively keep doing that. Yeah, I don't know how you find new things to talk about. But lucky for you guys, we haven't talked about it we yet. We haven't talked about it. So you're going to get our opinion on it. And I'm going to go with um, the Miles Garrett incident first. And, I mean, I know my thoughts on it. Ross and I have, have talked about it a little bit. But do you think that the season suspension and then indefinitely, like, he might get suspended into next year, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that punishment is just for what Miles Garrett did um, to Mason Rudolph? I do. You do? I do. Um, I mean... You can't, you can't hit somebody with a, a blunt object. Like you can't do that in any stage of life, like any part of life. It doesn't matter if it's a football field or not, and it doesn't matter what happened. Like you just can't, you can't do that. So I think it's a pretty fair punishment. I would agree with you. I mean, we knew we were kind of on the same part with this subject, but my the reason I think it's justified is for what what could have happened. Um, I didn't watch it, but I was, t- I got texts about the, uh, Miles Garrett hitting someone. And when I went and watched it, I mean, if you, if he turns that helmet just a little bit and it, he hits him with the top of it mm-hmm. on his head, we're looking at Mason Rudolph's unconscious again. <laughs> He's probably got a gash yep. and there might be some serious brain damage. Because what he did was he hit him with the the, uh, the padded part of the helmet and the part that, that will bend. So mm-hmm. the parts of the helmet that bend are the most vulnerable places. So that way it gives um, when you get hit. So like the sides, like your temple mm-hmm. and um, kind of the back of your head, um, they'll be a little bit more flexible than the top part of the helmet. Yep. Um, and because that top part, if you've ever felt a football helmet, that's the toughest part. And that, that thing does not move. So if he were to hit Mason with that, that would have really, really not been good. No. Um, I see people that talk about, well, Mason instigated the fight and, and whatnot. But really, well, let's look at what the timeline was. We see it's at the end of the game. It's the last play of the game. The Steelers call a screen pass, which, one, why on earth did you call a screen pass in like eight seconds left in the game? Miles Garrett goes after Mason Rudolph and pile drives him into the ground unnecessarily, refuses to get off of him. So Mason is trying to get Miles off and is like scratching and kicking and what any normal person would do if a six foot six, almost 300 pound guy is laying on top of you, shoving your head into the ground. Mm-hmm. So I don't really understand the whole aspect of Mason Rudolph in- instigating it. I mean, I think he's just doing what any normal person would do in that situation. And then you have an unexplainable act by Miles Garrett being restrained by two Steelers offensive linemen and yet still deciding to hit Mason with the helmet. I just, I can't explain that. And it's, it's not, it's not explainable. No, 
That was just a bizarre, I've never seen that before situation. Uh uh-uh. uh. So I think his suspension is warranted. Um, one, not only for what he did being being really bad, what what could have happened, and then two, they kind of have to do this so they discourage others from perhaps doing the same thing. Um, I don't know that anyone ever would actually ever think of doing that, but who knows? Someone might. I don't know. Um, but we'll see. And in classic Browns fashion, I mean, that team has no discipline whatsoever. I mean, you yeah. see statements from Browns players, and yeah, they're going to stick up for their teammate. But to to throw to some of the comments they make, I'm just like, did you watch the same clip that I watched? Like, yeah. Do you do you understand what could have happened? Um, so I don't know. I don't know. The Browns are a uh, are a dysfunction, and it's 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 like a sitcom for them. The Browns them are going to brown. Always. Browns will brown. Um, and then sort of what's been a polarizing topic is um, this Colin Kaepernick workout. And we posted a poll on Twitter about it. We asked what you thought on um, if you thought it was a legit workout or if you thought it was a PR stunt. And most of you thought that it was going to be a PR stunt. And uh, that's kind of what I was leaning more towards, um, that that's what it was. I kind of thought that maybe they really wanted him to play in the NFL, but... I thought that the optics of it were a lot more apparent, like, and that was the reason why they wanted to do it more so than his actual ability to play quarterback. Um, and what happened was just really bizarre, mm-hmm. bizarre and weird. I, I just, I don't get it. And luckily we've had a chance to, um, to learn some facts about what happened because my initial thoughts probably wouldn't have been correct. Um, having all this stuff come out. Um, but what basically the issue was the NFL reached out to Collins camp and said, Hey, we want to do a workout with you. We're going to do it on Saturday Mm -hmm. in like a week and a half or two weeks or something like that. And then Colin was asking to move it. NFL didn't want to move it. Ended up, it was, they were going to have it on Saturday, uh, in Atlanta. And, uh, actually Former Browns coach um, Hugh Jackson was supposed to run the workout, um, and he had everything set up. And there was this waiver. The waiver was really the issue that was happening in this whole thing. And Collins' lawyers pretty much told him, "Hey, don't sign this. Um, you know, it's pretty much making the NFL and." Im- Invincible from any suit we can file against them. Mm-hmm. Um, but how it was handled by Kaepernick's camp was so weird because they could have said something earlier, but they waited until the day of mm-hmm. to say that they didn't want to do it. And they didn't know, Hugh Jackson didn't know until 10 minutes before the workout that Colin wasn't going to be there. Yep, And then... Colin was at a high school almost two hours away from the original location, which one, you can't just walk into any public high school and use their field. Mm-hmm. There has to be permission there. Those things, it's a, not only is it a, um, a high school football field, most likely that field is on a high school campus 
where they don't usually let people onto on the weekends just to go do whatever they want. I mean, even as a football player in high school, we went to, to our own field on a Saturday and we got kicked off by security. Mm-hmm. So I seriously, seriously doubt that Colin just really like actually went over there and just started playing on that field and no one said anything. I think that was definitely either a backup plan or maybe their original plan. I don't know. Um, Colin also had issues with the media. NFL didn't want any media there, but Colin did. Um, he wanted his own receivers. The NFL wanted to use their own receivers, which that stuff is just so small. And, you know, Colin said something after the workout, and it was kind of a shot at the NFL owners. And um, it just leaves you wondering on both sides, what was the goal here? Yeah. Not only <clears throat> not only for Kaepernick's camp or the NFL's camp, but what what were we trying to accomplish here? I feel like we still don't know what the goal was. Because it just seems so swayed on both sides. Like, I really, I, I don't understand. I don't understand the situation at all. No, and um, I mean, there's information. There has to be information out there that we don't know. And someone's holding on to, either on one camp or the other. I don't want to come out outright and say that one camp is lying and one camp isn't, or you know, one one camp's telling the truth, one isn't. But from what it seems to me, my opinion is that, um, listen, this was a job interview. This was this is what we call a job interview in the sports world, and it's whether you like it or not. It is not uncommon for these workouts to be called and have them take place in such a short notice. Mm-hmm. Um, this Kaepernick's not the first person that has had to deal with this. I mean, there are several, several people that are undrafted free agents that are called upon to take workouts and um, that, that they can do that. And, um, you know, there's a weird thing, you know. The NFL hasn't come out and said outright that you can't have Kaepernick in a workout, and but yet none of the teams have had Kaepernick in a workout. It's been years, and but now these teams are interested that the NFL called it, and I'm not going to speculate on that. I have no literal idea what's going on in that situation, but in my eyes, what I saw Kaepernick wanting to do was play football. That's that's how I interpreted him. Um, not being in the NFL and what he was doing, I, I legitimately thought he wanted to play in the NFL. And I don't know about you, but if I had a job interview with the one organization that I really, really wanted to work for and um, I've been waiting for, I would, I don't know, I would maybe kind of go along with some of the rules that they had. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you want to use your own receivers? Okay, fine. I'll, I'll use the receivers you want to provide. I'll do that. You don't want to have any media? It's okay. It's okay. There's going to be plenty of media coverage after the workout. Yep. There's going to be the talk of the news. Um, and then the waiver. I mean, if they really had that much problem with the, the with the waiver, they should have said something earlier than the day of. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that sways me is the media coverage. That's yeah. just weird. That's weird to me that he wanted media coverage that bad. Mm-hmm. That feels like an alternative motive behind it. 
and I tend to agree. And um, and we saw we saw what he said after the workout, and um, I'm leaning more towards. Well, one, I don't think, even if he had shown up to that NFL workout, I don't know that any teams would have called his number to come play. I, I just don't know. I don't think that would have happened. But number two, I do think that Kaepernick used this as an opportunity to, again, take shots at the NFL for what they've done to him for these years. Mm-hmm. And... There's fault on both sides because we were led to believe by Kaepernick that he wanted to play in the NFL. And what has transpired seems to be in the opposite of that. And then the NFL wanted to have Kaepernick in a workout. But really, are they just trying to save face? So I think we need to stop just saying one of these parties was wrong. Both of these parties were wrong, and this was just a debacle. This is that's what this was. This was not a good look for either camp. Um, an absolute mess. It was. It was a. You're right. It was an absolute mess. Um, and I don't know that Kaepernick will ever play in the NFL again. I just. I don't think he will. Not after this. Um, but I think we'll hopefully hear different news coverage in the next week about that stuff. Um, to switch sort of uh, to switch sports. This NBA season has had some of the coolest and best moments, but yet has one of the worst ratings. Have you seen that, that the NBA ratings are really, really down? Really? Like significantly down, yeah. Interesting. Um, but really cool things are happening. We're seeing Luka Doncic, who might be the best 20-year-old player ever, averaging almost a 30-10-10. I mean, pretty much 30-10-10. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of my worst takes of all time is I thought he wasn't going to be very good. I really, I honest to God thought that he was going to come in in here and not be that good. I thought, and I've told Ross this, my number one criticism of him was his lack of, of speed. I thought that he played the game so slow that the NBA was going to be too much for him. And even now watching him, he's not the fastest guy out there. But the thing that puts him over the top is his smarts. His ability to, he knows so much about the game. He's two chess moves ahead of everyone. And I forget how tall he is. The man's 6'7". Six, 6'7", seven. Six, seven, yeah. He can shoot well. I don't know. Yeah, no, he's, his basketball IQ is unmatched. Um, he's just so smart. He knows what, he knows what he's going to do before anybody else does. And that's just, I mean, that's it's a special player. When you can do that. He kind of reminds me of like a Larry Bird, but with better handles kind of mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. The Mavericks have got a special team on their hands and maybe Porzingis isn't the best player on that team. I don't think he is. I don't think he is. Porzingis has kind of taken a slump this year. He, he can't really, if those two can figure it out though, they'll have a really, really good offense and defense. Those two guys. Um, but who knows? Who knows? Um, we've got the Lakers and the Clippers who on the surface appear to be the best teams in the league. I I would say, yeah. Um, and then you've got the Celtics who haven't skipped a beat. They've actually probably played better. They're better without Kyrie. That's what we all thought. That is what we all thought. And guess what? The Brooklyn Nets are struggling with Kyrie. Yep. 
Who could have saw that coming? Exactly. I mean, come on. But, um, and then out of the, out of nowhere, we have Mello signing with Portland. Which Mello played real good last night. He did not play bad. Yeah. He put up 18, seven and four in 29 okay. minutes played. He's playing a lot of minutes. Yeah. So I'm happy for him. I, I've always liked Mello as a player. I just feel like Mello gets in Mello's way a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he'll ever win a ring, but I do think he, in his prime, was one of the best scorers around in the league. Oh, I agree. I think in his prime, we can't deny what he did. I mean, and how how effective he was at, at playing, and especially as an offensive player. But I agree. He stays on the Portland team, who doesn't look great right now. Um, the Portland Trailblazers are pretty are not looking good this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am glad he's in the league. I have no, I have no hesitations about that. Um, man, if I, I, I don't, I don't know if we want to bring up we. Oh, we did do a poll on this. Sorry, we did a poll on Jordan and LeBron. Oh yes, I forgot about this. Um, I just don't know how you can look at LeBron and say he's not the best player ever. I mean, what reasons can you give me for it LeBron will not being the best? always blow my mind. And don't you dare say, I, I am so tired and fed up with the rings argument. I agree. Me too. It is such a tired argument. Because, I mean, we're watching greatness. We are literally watching greatness. And the things that LeBron does day in, day out, night in, night out, year after year... Is totally unmatched. Yes. And you can't make the rings argument because then you got to look at players that have more rings than than Jordan and obviously they're not not as good. And so, I mean, what, what reasons can you give me as to why LeBron is not better than Jordan? Just because, well, according to some people, he doesn't have the killer instinct. What part of LeBron's game do we not see a killer instinct in? I'm sorry, but when do the chase down blocks? Yes. Do we not consider that an, a killer instinct? How about all the correct me if I'm wrong, but I actually think LeBron has more clutch shots than Jordan did in the playoffs. I think he he did that last year. He ended up having more clutch shots in the fourth than Jordan has had. And so, you're right. It, it's a generational thing. The people right now that are in charge of, you know, saying who's the GOAT, who's the best, watched Jordan when 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 they were young and growing up and we're watching LeBron and we're saying LeBron's better and they're saying Jordan's better. And, y'all, I don't know any other way to judge greatness than by saying, okay, was this person the best at what they did for the longest period of time? And with LeBron in his 17th season, he is still the best player in basketball. That, without a doubt, shows me that he is the greatest player of all time. Now we can add stuff on top of that. He is in the finals almost every year. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry if he doesn't win those, but do you know how, how much it takes to get to the finals? 
And what teams has LeBron been on that we've just said, yeah, that's a championship team, other than the Miami Heat? Mm-hmm. We look at the Cleveland Cavaliers with Kyrie. Okay, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was a hobbled Cavaliers team. Yeah. And he led them to a championship yep. against arguably one of the greatest teams we're ever going to see in the Golden State Warriors. I just don't know how you can say that he has not proven himself the best player of all time. I don't either. I just stats-wise, he's insane. He, yeah, yeah, and um, and he's not gonna, he's not showing any signs of slowing down either, which is the crazy part. Well, and you and I both said this that we thought this year was going to be a decline year for him, and it's not. Nope. It's really not. He's picked up. Better than he was last year. Um, it's why, you know, Brady's considered the GOAT. Um, he has the rings to back it up. But I'm sorry, is he not like one of the perfect comparisons for LeBron? They're in the Super Bowl every single year. Or mm-hmm. Super Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl every single year, whether he wins it or not. Yeah. He's been at the top of the game for as long as I can remember. He was the best quarterback. Um, no one's really dismantled him from that. Does he win every MVP every year? No. But is he the most valuable player to your team? Probably. This yes. year, absolutely not. No, we're actually seeing a decline from Brady. But he can still he can still be carried by the rest of the people on his team. Um, so I, I um, yeah, I, I just, it baffles me. It truly, it truly baffles me. And uh, I hope... Something can happen to where we're just going to say LeBron. Maybe LeBron winning another championship. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what is going to do it for people. Maybe it won't ever happen. Um, But I don't know. Who knows? Um, We have got – we're winding down in the football this year. Unfortunately, my season is over for my high school team. Uh, We were cut short, but that's okay. It's okay. We got next year. But as college wraps up its regular season, um, I think I got two more games and then a conference championship if you're in it. Yeah. Um, Our top four, or not our top four, the college football playoffs top four, number one, LSU, number two, Ohio State, number three, Clemson, and number four, Georgia. Um, You know, I'm waiting for when Georgia gets spanked. Um, they should have been spanked by this point. And out of those four teams, I think Georgia's probably the one that deserves it the least. Maybe Clemson. They're undefeated, playing absolutely no one. Um, but they won it last year. you got to put them in. I, I guess I understand that. Um, yeah, I don't think Alabama's going to make it in there, especially with Tua being with, hurt. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I don't see the committee saying, okay, without Tua, Bama is still one of the best four teams in the in the, in the the nation. I'm rooting for Oregon. I want Oregon to make that jump. The Pac-12 has not had anybody in the playoff. Mm-mm. No. Ever since we've been doing a playoff? I think you're right. Or was Washington in it one year? I think Washington was in it one year. So... But it's seldom. Seldom happens. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping Oregon doesn't crap the bed. And they'll move into that four spot whenever Georgia loses in the SEC championship game to LSU. 
I agree. I think should I think they should be the fourth team to go in there. Um, I mean, other than my Oklahoma Sooners, but they haven't shown me that they're worthy of a top four playoff bidding again. I mean, that defense is just going to cause us problems. I mean, for the rest of my life, I'm going to have problems with the OU defense. Um, I mean, let us not forget that Oregon only lost to Auburn 27 to 21. Should have lost that and game. And they really shouldn't have lost. Mm-mm. So they're in prime position to to take it and I really I really can't see a scenario where if Oregon wins out and Georgia loses to LSU that Oregon doesn't take that fourth spot because that team has to be better than Alabama without Tua. You have to say that if you're the committee. I still I still am holding on to the firm belief that Alabama's going to lose to Auburn in the Iron Bowl. And they very well could because Auburn is no joke. I really think they're going to lose. They're no joke. Um, yeah, and in that case, that makes that loss look better for Oregon if Auburn does go in and beat them. Exactly. Um, but Auburn's not in a position to, to make the playoffs. They have two losses. So, um, yeah, if I, if I were to make my top four right now, it would be um, Ohio State 1, LSU 2, um, Clemson. Well, I, I can't. I freaking hate Clemson, so I'm going to put Clemson at four. Oregon 3, and then Clemson 4. Um, yeah. I would also have Oregon in my four at number four. At, yeah, yeah. Um, we've got a we got big games sort of in the NFL. Um, but the one big game is the Cowboys and Patriots. It's Sunday night football. My boys are going to Foxborough with a hobbled Patriots team with a left tackle missing. Uh, Mohamed Sanu is not going to be playing. Ugh. And uh, Dorsett's questionable. He's a game-time decision. If we can't go in there and beat this hobbled Patriots team... I'm going to need the Cowboys to win. <laughs> I'm going to need the Cowboys to win this game. Yeah. I need them to... For my sanity, I need them to win this game. I mean, I just can't... There is no explicable reason as to why we are 6-4. and four. We should be way better than that. Way better than that. That's. I mean, I feel the same way about the Chiefs should not be 7-4. and four. No, they should not. They should be nine and two. Yeah, <laughs> but you know it's fine. Yeah, the Chiefs are still top four in the AFC. Cowboys are fourth in the NFC. So hey, this Chiefs Cowboys Super Bowl prediction it's is still, still in the works. there. It is still there. <laughs> it's still there. Um, both both teams that lead their conference, I actually think, are imposters. I agree. I, the, Patriots the Patriots should have lost. The Patriots and then you have the 49ers in the NFC. Yep. The Patriots should have lost last week to the Eagles. Oh, 100%. They, uh, I don't know how they won that. They won that game because the Eagles are that bad. Uh-huh. Because Carson Wentz is horrible. <laughs> Carson Wentz is horrible, and their receivers are horrible. It's just so, they don't even try. so bad. Which I had mixed feelings about um, the Patriots beating the, the Eagles because – I mean, for us in our division, the only way we're going to make the playoffs is if we win the division. So I need the Eagles to lose as much as humanly possible. And one more loss for the Eagles is just one more win for the Cowboys. So because we are 6-4, and four, and there are plenty of teams with eight wins in the NFC yeah. that we are not going to beat out for a wild card spot. Um, but John Gruden... And the Raiders 
of Oakland. They're going to make that wild card spot. I'm they calling it. They are coming in hot in the AFC, and they've been a team that no one's talking about. But I hate it. Very sneakily, six and four, and has a very easy rest of the schedule. Their hardest games against the Chiefs. Uh-huh. To, 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 to their last uh, six games, yeah, the hardest games against the Chiefs. I can't believe how under the radar this team has been. For us, they were hard knocks team. They were a hard knocks team, and whenever Antonio Brown left, I mean, I think we all said, "Good luck." Yeah, you're going to be even more bottom of the barrel than you already were going to be. But here they are, second in the division. They're knocking on the door. The Chiefs just got to keep winning. But I mean, I'm I'm nervous as a Chiefs fan. Yeah, for the Raiders. Because they're they're coming, they're coming quick. They're coming, and they I think they're so under the radar because they rattle, they they started off the season three and four, and we were kind of like, yeah, this is what we thought. Yeah. But then they went and rattled off three wins. Yes. Against a not very good Lions team, a not very good Chargers team, and a not very good <laughs> Bengals team. But and, they're beating teams that aren't very good, so that's all you yeah. got to do in the NFL, you know. Uh huh. And their losses are to the Chiefs, Vikings, Packers, Texans, who are all very good teams. Good teams. So, you know, we could have ourselves a Patriots situation where you beat all the bad teams, but you lose to the good ones, and you find yourself with a bye week in the in the playoffs. Yep. <laughs> but no, they'll not. They won't find a bye. They won't find a bye. They they they'll probably go into that wild card spot. I think they'll beat the rest of their their schedule. I I just don't see a way for them not to. Um. Man. There have been some disappointments, though, this season. My goodness. I mean, what is wrong with the L.A. Rams? Uh, what is going on over there? I don't know what happened. I, it, Jared Goff became who we thought he originally was. Not a good quarterback. Right. Sean McVay has, I don't know, did somebody take his <laughs> offensive mind? Because I feel like he just completely forgot how to do anything offensively he's refusing to run the ball and Todd Gurley is he still hurt like or is he ever going to be healthy again I think he's healthy right now he's just not getting the ball I don't know but they're sitting they're six and four I mean they're not gonna they're not gonna make a playoff they're not gonna make the playoffs no 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 well in the same division as um the 49ers and the Seahawks Seahawks, which sorry that sucks for them but yeah they're, they would have to make the wild card spot, and they're just not going to. They're no. not. There are other teams that are going to end up with a better uh, ending than them. Um, yeah, I'm seeing like a resurgence of teams running the ball and running the ball very successfully. Yes. Like we kind of went into this like spread offense where we're all passing the ball, and now the Vikings and the Niners and um, really the Ravens have made a living off of running the ball. Yes. Um, and listen, if you're, if your offense can successfully run the ball, pound it down their throat, that is demoralizing for a defense. It's more so demoralizing than someone missing a coverage and you scoring like a 40 yard touchdown because you're like, okay, let's fix the coverage. You're getting outmanned if you get, if you can't stop the run, that's demoralizing for a defense. So, um, I think the Vikings are a team to be reckoned with. They they take pride in their ability to run you down. Dalvin Cook is something else. He runs harder than anyone I've seen mm-hmm. in this league like this year. I agree. I agree. Yep. That NFC is going to be 
a buzzsaw to get through. Yeah, I I think um, the only way that an AFC AFC team wins the Super Bowl is if either either the Ravens or the Chiefs win the Super or get, get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If you were to make a prediction right now, who would be in the Super Bowl? Who would you pick? AFC, NFC. Who who gets there? Uh, NFC. I'm going with the Saints. Yeah, yeah, they're legit. And AFC. Oh God, I hate myself. I'm going <laughs> with the Ravens. Yeah. <laughs> The Ravens. I that hurts um, me, but I'm I'm doing it. I would have to say I think the Ravens are the best team in the AFC. I think we'll see them in the Super Bowl. The Saints, they could be the best team right now in the NFC. I think that I don't hate the the my the Seahawks are my sleeper team. Uh-huh. Like they're a team that I'm like they could come out of the wild card and run through that conference. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. They could. Um, I can't in good conscience say that the Cowboys are going to make the Super Bowl based off of like my earlier prediction before the NFL season started just because of what I've seen. So right now I'd have to say, um, I mean, I'm just going to go in all, all in on the Saints. I mean, if not now, then never. I mean, mm-hmm. how many times have they, have they been screwed over and not been able to go to the Super Bowl? This year has got to be the year. Um yeah, I think we'll see a Saints. I think we'll see a Drew Brees versus uh, Lamar Jackson Super Bowl. Um, but, yeah, so, um, well, is there anything else that you want to bring up? covered everything. Covered everything? Yeah. I think so. Um, okay, well, then closing remarks. Zach, you want to hit closing remarks? Oh, sure, yeah, I can do it. Okay, well, this has been Tall Guys Podcast. Um, We appreciate you listening. Um, If you like what we talk about, what we have to say, uh, give us a a review. Give us a rating on iTunes. um, And give us a a share on on, uh, Twitter. Share us on Instagram. You can listen to us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been Tall Guys Pod.